Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is part two, best of man baggage. We're calling it bulging baggage because my mental age is 12. And we all know I'm thinking of a scrotum when I say it. Back in the real world, before someone ate a bat, I would often have two or three men gathered in a real studio, but we're still online. So just one quality male drafted in whose brain I want to drill into and see inside. And that is none other than stand-up comedian. I mean, that does that sells him short, really. Obviously a stand-up comedian, a touring artist. In fact, we've been gigging together for many years. But also a sort of satirical social activist whose stunts shed light on corruption. It's Simon Brodkin. Thank you, mate. Just here I would have done me. Yeah, here. <laughs> and uh, we could just sit here and talk and go, well, you know what women are like? Yeah, yeah well, I get it. But that's where other male or lad-centred uh, shows run into trouble. They, they don't have the confidence to bring in a strong female energy to act as an auditor to call bullshit on the stuff that we come out with or to call truth on it. And today I'm joined, I'm so pleased to say, by media personality, host of Saturn Returns, it's Kaggy Dunlop. How are you doing? I'm very good, thank you. How are you? Thanks for doing this. Where are you in the world? Are you in your house? I'm in my house in Notting Hill, Labrick Grove. Because I could see quite dark furnishing and a yucca plant. I didn't know if you were like, like your, nan, <laughs> your nan's house in Surrey or something. <laughs> no, that's just my personal aesthetic. Oh, shit, sorry. But thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so retro and kitsch. I love it. I love the irony. And uh, oh, how I don't know how to describe where Simon is, but it looks like his head's touching the ceiling of a doll's house or something. This is the only room in probably most of London that makes me look tall. So um, this is my attic. And most people wouldn't be able to actually get in here. So uh, my five foot six is looks like I look towering in here. Um, so tell us about Saturn Returns. Obviously, we know Simon Brodkin. You, please, if you don't know Simon Brodkin, head to his Instagram page. Uh, he puts very funny sketches on there, as well as um, reminding us of some of the amazing stunts he's played on the anywhere from Seb Blatter to Theresa May. Um, so check him out. Also, please go and see him on tour. He's a phenomenal um, stand-up comic, character comedian. He's so multifaceted. It's vomit-inducing. But, Kaggy, tell us about... Um, Saturn Returns. So Saturn Returns is a podcast, it's an astrology podcast that I've been doing for the last year and a half, if not a little bit longer now. And our audience is very heavily female, so it's interesting to be on this, to kind of have a better understanding of the male perspective, because sometimes men listen to our show to get a better understanding of the female psyche. Our audience is like 94% female, so... Really? uh, And we explore... Remind me to come to one of your live gigs. (laughs) Yeah, well, we had we had a tour last week, actually, and it was like, 
yeah, just a sea of young women. The reason I've, I've asked you so many probing questions, not just because I'm interested to know about Saturn Returns and where you're coming from in life, it was to display in a virtue signalling way my curiosity, which is what we're going to talk about today. This is the subject I want to talk about today. What a head I'm drilling down into today. I mean, if I can get past the tough skull of Ugo Monnier, I mean, sportsman, media personality, I mean, sensitive man and alpha male, bit of everything going on, Ugo, pin up, but also like cuddly family man. How would you define yourself these days? You cover off all bases of masculinity and then convert it through an H. Uh, <laughs> um, I'm not quite sure. I know exactly what you mean. I think I fall under loads of different stereotypes because of jobs that I do and the person that I've always been known as, as a rugby guy, which is so highly testosterone-driven and the stereotype of your rugby lad is someone that's very happy to drink his teammates' urine yep. as well as just be totally alpha <laughs> on the pitch. That- or Foster's, same thing. <laughs> yeah. Exactly, that 4% level percent lager, might as well drink it. <laughs> exactly. That level of lads' banter is so entrenched within that rugby community, but I'm, I'm also father to two girls. Yep. Such a proud girl dad. But I think what I've learned about myself and you can and well, not according to a lot of the judges and the public who voted or didn't vote. But what I've learned about myself is that I'm still learning so much about myself. Um, and that's not something that I've been very good at, I don't think. No, but it's something positive to be doing. Well, anyway, it'll be the easiest thing in the world for me to sit here with one, two, three men. Indeed, when we used to do this in the real world before some selfish bastard ate a bat, we did sit round with one, two or three men discussing. And that would be like all the other, it's lads, banter groups. When we get to the bottom of what are men feeling, there's a difference. I always have a female auditor, a strong feminine presence to call bullshit or truth, and almost like a house of lords, except it's a lady, to audit what we are saying. And it's always an amazing guest, and it's always a powerful female. But very rarely is it someone who has chaired programmes herself, who is a legend of British broadcasting, and who I can't quite believe I've managed to flip her ice skates off for an hour and to come and do my lowly show. Ladies and gentlemen, Trisha Goddard is in the house. Trisha, how are you doing? I'm well, thank you very much for uh, inviting me. I'll give you an easier ride than Piers Morgan, don't worry. Uh, well, uh, to listen, <laughs> you know what? <laughs> you mentioned toxic masculinity there <laughs> as a tale. <laughs> and ambition, yes. <laughs> That's a whole river, so toxic, it's full of faeces. Anyway, we always take an aspect and sometimes it affects men and women differently. Sometimes we end up thinking, well, it's not divisive in a, in a, in a gender way, but we always end up learning something. But I've got a horrible feeling this really is. And given that the, the two of you have been to the very peak of your professions and indeed still are in different forms, continuing to evolve and adapt, as Hugo just said, I want to talk about ambition. It's always best to define terms at the top. Curiosity is a quality related to inquisitive thinking, such as exploration, investigation, learning, evident by observation in humans and other animals. So not that popular with astrology, evidence-based observation. Curiosity is heavily associated with all aspects of human development. But I'm going to ask you the hardest question first, Kagi, and I'm only asking you in your experience with your Gjeldem. Are men more curious than women? I would say, I would say no. <gasps> it's been my experience that women are far more curious to sort of, de- I look through the stuff that I'm talking about and based on the audience being, you know, largely women, I'd say 
it depends what aspect of curiosity, but into the sort of personal side of it and, you know, introspection, I'd say women are more curious, maybe from an earlier age. It's true though, isn't it, Simon? I mean, I think what kills a lot of men, like health-wise, is a lack of curiosity. I've got a chest pain. Let's just not even investigate that. Bye, Dad. Bye forever. Is it like a terminal condition of men that we're just not curious enough when it doesn't matter and when it does matter? Before I was told this was the subject to what we were going to talk about today, I had no idea that that was part of the stereotypes of men versus women. And no interest in looking into it. (laughs) Ironically. (laughs) There you go. There's a lot of stuff I don't know and I'm not interested in filling in those gaps. As far as I'm concerned, there is no truth to the rumour of lack of curiosity in men. No, I didn't even know that was a thing. Like, what is is, a bloke's just, like, head down and meant to just not be looking up, happy with what they've got? Less inquiring, less, I mean... Uh, well, inquiring is, is it's interesting because there's a change of terminology there and the stereotype is that, which I'm not saying I disagree with it or agree with it. In fact, I better disagree with it if I want to continue to work. That men are more intellectually curious. So is it like patriarchal sexism that stopped women becoming the great chemists and pharmacists of the past? Probably, yes. But the, the stereotype is we would like see... O e equals mc squared but what's behind that let's be, let's waste 10 years of my life curiosity investigating that why is my wife crying in the living room that ah, doesn't matter so we're less curious on the interpersonal stuff is the stereotype well i think that's probably because most things have been uh well all the hard graft sadly for the last i don't know how many thousand years has been traditionally done by the women so probably leaving us to go all right well uh uh, but have a think about something. Yeah. But that could also, could it not be some of the problems we've got with men? I mean, the reason why men have struggled so much more, statistically speaking, with their mental health and certainly with their physical health, we die of a lot more heart attacks. We leave our cancers a lot more longer. We leave our pains and grumbles a lot more longer. Half the time what kills a bloke is a lack of curiosity. Oh, it's probably just a third testicle. It's not a lump, is it? Bye, Dave. Bye forever. I've got the testosterone of three guests in one silverback body today. I don't even know how to define the man. Certainly a promoter, club owner, bar promoter, bar owner, media personality, reality TV star here and there. TV, I, I, how do I define him? Panani master, the general of Vajganistan. Panani master. The, the fanny general himself is in residence, is Wayne Lineker. Uh, I've been here. It's an absolute pleasure to be here, Russell. And I'm very nervous about what's going to come out of your mouth. Well, no, it's, it's all your opinions that we want. Don't worry. Um, it would be the easiest thing in the world just to sit here and two blokes just to talk about things that affect men. But what happens is blokes drift into sexist nonsense if they're not kept in check by a strong female presence. That's why we always have the role of a female auditor. And today she is auditing. Ting. It's Vogue Williams. I mean, I wouldn't even know how to... Again, hard to nail down, Vogue. What would I describe you? A a a model, media personality, definitely a TV presenter, because that's what we do together. What would you say your main job is? Podcaster? I could go on. Podcaster, a new one, yeah. I don't like model because, like, you can only say that if you've been in Milan. Like, I was modelling Magnum ice creams and stuff like that, so it doesn't really... Can you you believe I did a summer autumn collection for a male fashion (laughs) rat, so I've been more of a model than you and I'm five foot ten and most girls start gagging if I get within one metre some of them I'm not allowed within one metre of because of the tag but Vogue I mean just a, it's a bit your podcast is just sensational it's just uh, it's fucking McNally and you are smashing it she's done about 800 nights at the, uh, the Palladium so people should uh, look up the podcast what's the best way to find it where should we go 
Uh, it's on all good podcast platforms. My therapist ghosted me. It's funny. We're down in a, we're down in Soho Farmhouse. And you know the way you feel kind of uncool in these kind of places? Two people have given me hugs saying they love the podcast. And Spenny's obviously disgusted that it's not our podcast. It's mine and Joanne's are talking about. So I feel like I've made it with the cool people down here. And, and Wayne, we're recording this in April. And as we know, April is the foreplay of Ibiza, I call it. At the beginning of April, <laughs> the clothes are on. We haven't even had our first kiss. By the end of May, we're fucking in every orifice so far as Ibiza goes. It's fucking happening by May. So are you ready for a season? Yeah, it's definitely the teasing time of year, but um, especially mentally. So, yeah, as we prepare ourselves for a, for a heavy, long session, summer session. I feel like I feel like you'd be like something off a nature program. You know when they shed their winter silver pelt <laughs> and the sort of brain brain hair brown That's hair fair, yeah. like Wayne emerges yeah. from the middle and goes, Let's do some fucking shots. Or like so, like slowly thaw, thawing out from a from a winter frozen state. <laughs> yes, you're you're the inverse of Bublé. Yeah, Maybe yeah. you and Bublé are the same person, you just tag on the way in and out of the seasons. <laughs> <laughs> Right, anyway, today we're talking about a subject that affects everyone, but particularly our two guests, I've chosen it particularly for you two. We're talking about impulse, how it affects your different life stages, how it affects your different roles, certainly how it's perceived in men and women. Impulse, if you don't know, dear listeners, a sudden or strong and unreflective urge or a desire to act. We know what that one is. But what I wanted to ask you straight off the bat, Wayne, do you think men are more impulsive than women? Are we more likely to go fuck it and do something than a woman is? Or is that just an old fashioned stereotype? I want to ask you a tricky and direct question straight away, TG. Is are <laughs> men more ambitious than women or are they simply encouraged to be more ambitious than women? Or is, is there something about testosterone and men where we are? for all our faults, just more ambitious by birth? No, I think uh, men are programmed to be more ambitious. Um, I think ambition is seen as part and parcel of masculinity, and I think it's very difficult for men who aren't ambitious. Just as much as when it comes for women, ambition and being ambitious is still seen as a male quality. And women have to go about ambition and you know having their sights set on something. If we go about it in a female way, we get slapped down. And then if you do it in a Margaret Thatcher way, you're seen as, you know, having balls that are too big. So it's it's far more difficult to negotiate for a woman. However, for men, I think it's the opposite if they aren't ambitious. Well, there's certain careers that are seen as lacking in ambition. Any caring career, like mm. nursing, not doctors, that's ambitious, but nursing or teaching or even childcare, anything that's seen as quote-unquote traditionally women's work or in a caring role is not seen as ambitious. And I thought it really interesting when everybody came out and, and applauded, you know, at the beginning of, of uh, the pandemic for the NHS. My younger non-binary child is very high up in the NHS, very qualified, born a female, uh, now identifies as as non-gender specific. But they have found it a lot easy, as a, a lot easier in many ways, That's being a non-binary person because their ambition is more embraced than if they were back in the days when they started off training at King's College. 
and they looked very feminine. You know, four degrees later, I think their ambition is is more realised than when they looked all girly girly. So it's it's you know, and, and male friends of theirs, you know, now they are on a par with a lot of their male friends in the same you know same area, high up area. But uh, yeah, it's 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 an interesting conundrum. I mean, that is that raises the prospect to go if you don't need to change your job, but change your gender if you want to advance. I mean, that is it. <laughs> that's fucking incredible, wasn't it? What about if I was a man? Would the vacancy be available then? It would actually come on through to the board. <laughs> <laughs> well, they, they also find that they don't get hassled as much sexually, you know, because people don't know what to make of them. I mean, they are very obviously female. They're five foot ten, very striking, do male drag and things like that. But they don't have to deal with as much sexual harassment as they used to when they were obviously very girly girly. So it's allowed them to get further in their ambition. That's wild. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss since 2013 bombas has donated over 100 million socks underwear and t-shirts to those facing homelessness if we counted those on air this ad would last over 1157 days but if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible it would take just a few clicks because every time you make a purchase bombas donates an item to someone who needs it Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. That's definitely old-fashioned. I think women are, are taking their driving seat in that game now. With my experience at Ocean Beach and in my businesses, women are not shy. Women are predominantly just, yeah, very impulsive, 100%. But, I mean, guys are too. But I guess it, it rates highly on the amount of alcohol consumed as well. That, uh, <laughs> but, I mean, yeah. you, you're sort of, you are like a David Attenborough of the sort of 20 to 40-year-old. You see, well, a lot. <laughs> I mean, I went to Ocean Beach. Let's, let's be honest, the 20 to 60-year-old. Every fucker's there, haven't it? How many years has it been there now? Is it nearly a decade is, you've been going, isn't it? It's 10 years on the 28th of June this year. Right, so, so yeah. in that decade, would you say that you've seen men become less impulsive and more reflective? I have. You know, men are more self-conscious, more preening, more checking what everyone else is thinking first. Whereas the man of 10 to 15 years ago would have been like, hey, Gary Beerbelly, lad, steam in, jump in the yeah. pool. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's a big thing and people's guys put uh, screensavers on their phones now, just the best shape of their life so they can get that shape back for ready for ocean in the summer. So, yeah, guys are very... Uh... They're checking themselves more in every sense. What do you think, Vogue? Have you, I mean... It, 
I'm not like the least vain guy. And I know Spencer's definitely had his own relationship with body image, some of it quite serious. Uh, do you think that does relate to men becoming less impulsive? Because we're literally spending our whole lives checking ourselves. And what do men think of the way? So that's sort of curtailing what was traditionally male behaviours of impulsive, bombing the pool, getting the car, driving when I've had one drink too many, all that stuff blokes used to do. I think men care a lot more. I know, for instance, my brother, like he is getting his like April... This next weekend is the weekend he starts to get his summer body ready and like he'll whip out the bloody weighing scales and do his food. And I'm like, what is that about? Like, I never have seen someone do that. But Spenny's the same. Spenny like just feels better when he's in shape. But not only that, it's it's it revolves around skincare and everything. And actually, I think that's kind of important for men. So even if they are doing that little bit more self-care and looking after themselves and wanting to look good and wanting to look good at Ocean Beach, um, why not? Like, it's a good thing. Yeah, 100%. I think it ties into a number of things. One is, you know, we're talking about the patriarchy and I think that definitely plays a part in it as to why men were perhaps able to excel in more academic ways. But also it ties into the feminine and the masculine and the the way men think is far more linear. So they're far more like problem solving. They want to fix things. Hence, when you have a conversation with your partner or if if your wife or girlfriend is crying about something, you're just like, okay, how can I fix it? Mm. Whereas women sit around and have conversations just to have conversations, just to be kind of curious about their feelings, about their emotions. We're far more open at just like receiving that kind of information without having to solve it because women tend to think in a slightly different way, a more lateral way, perhaps. And so I'd say that that's kind of an aspect to it. But we also both possess the masculine and the feminine. We can like lean into those aspects of ourselves. And that's Mm. a separate thing to gender. What are you curious about then in life, like food, knowledge, I don't know, science? What what is it where you just get on one and want want to know more, Kagi? Apart from astrology, obviously. Yeah, but the astrology piece is kind of, like I said, it's a it's an umbrella which I kind of view these things through. And I think it allows people to do personal development and self-development in a way that doesn't feel like they're stuck in the self-help aisle of Waterstones. It's more like, okay, these things are happening collectively to us and it's unifying and also personal. So I'd say that I kind of like to explore things just in a slightly more abstract way, but it really ties into personal development. Like, how do I know myself better how do I understand my patterns of behavior how can I like not repeat cycles that are no longer serving me how can I be inquisitive about my past and not bring that into my future and also just like own these aspects of myself and that's probably the thing I'm most curious about Simon what are you most curious about I mean the comedy you do would suggest that you are sort of engaged politically I mean you could be like me pretending to be politically engaged, but thinking, what's the funniest? I'll just fucking do it and then pretend like I cared about it afterwards. I'll put my hand up. That's me. So uninterested in Brexit. Will it make a good 20-minute routine? Oh, I'm engaged all of a sudden. <laughs> yeah, funny first. Um, being fairly narcissistic, probably my main interest is me. Uh... <laughs> That can be a good thing if used in the right way, though. It can be a way to develop and push yourself and be successful. Can you be too curious about yourself? Well, I've gone, there's, there's a few changes that I've got. I fairly, I tend to get fairly obsessed with the one thing I'm interested in at any one moment in time. So whether that I was a doctor and obviously the obsession there was the science and the learning. And then was, when that disappeared, it was the comedy and the characters and, you know, with Lee and with, with Jason Bent. And then now the most recent obsession 
is about the stand-up comedy, straight stand-up comedy, which for me has been the most amazing crossover of professional and personal inquisitions. Because what the stand-up does, we've gigged from back in the day. Um, I've always worn a cap and a tracksuit and pretended to be someone else. You always being you. And there was a, and, and this, uh, the last since two and a half years, it's been working out, oh, my God, what do I care about? What do I think? What do I want to talk about? So definitely that has opened up whole worlds of being curious about actually. And then once you realise you're interested in something, digging down on that, and that definitely is to do with politics, definitely to do with, um, you know, just, you know, heritage, Jewish, all sorts. But, yeah, I, I guess it probably does come from a fairly male stereotypical self-indulgent curiosity because it's about <laughs> furthering me rather than helping the world but i, I want to get successful and then give that money to charity so i'm a really good guy at the end of it Ugo, so what are your thoughts then i mean it's definitely a masculine trait but i mean i, I didn't know that about trisha but we've got here a sort of controlled experiment where she yeah. has a child that's become non-binary and has experienced a more fruits of the but built on ambition i mean that is that's crushing isn't it a crushing indictment i think what we've seen over the last couple of years that a lot of traditions and things which has like been woven into the fabric of our psyche our beliefs and everything else are actually being slightly deconstructed i was having a conversation last monday talking about mental health and i got into the topic of speaking about women in the workplace i can't prove this but i fully believe that we don't know the full potential of women in the workplace because it hasn't always been seen as that end goal, that ambition to talk about what we're currently talking about. Because I think from early and going back generations, it was a man's job to, sorry, it was a boy's job to become a man and being part of a man was to be successful at work to provide for your family. And part of your family was your wife who stayed at home. And that was that. And so... The different levels of ambition, I think, generationally, has been set upon a man going to work and a woman not doing that. And I think the tables are turning just a little bit because there is an outcry for far greater representation at senior levels, boardroom levels and everything else. And now there's a push for women to actually perhaps drop off everything that they've been taught or learned to through a level of osmosis through parents, grandparents and following the roots which they have done and actually trying to seek what might be more for them beyond their four walls and just being impregnated and having a child and bringing that person up. I can't wait till men can get impregnated. That will fucking sort things out once and for all. <laughs> Elon Musk has probably made that already and tried to, tried to grow a baby in his bum or something, the nutter. There's a pill out for men now, isn't there? Yeah, there is. I, but it's like, you know what men will be like? Is he going to suppress the testosterone? I'm not having that. Yeah, Apparently it can shrink the genitals, so I, that'll be a benefit for me because I've always had an issue with being, with being over, overhung, so at least it would solve that. <laughs> To come to the main subject, though, though, do you think that, that men are with that, with those positive ways of looking, taking care of themselves without it going into anything obsessive? Do you think that's, would you agree that men have become, if not less impulsive, have sort of flattened out and women have become more, yeah, fuck it, we do what we want? 
I, I would say that men are still more impulsive than women. It's certainly that way in our household. Like I'm quite an organized person. But saying that, yeah, after a few drinks, I mean, everyone's more impulsive. Let's <laughs> be honest. I think dr- vodka four is where I start getting really impulsive. So I would say I personally would think men are still more impulsive than women, like with the men around me in my life and everything like that. Like even with regards to, to anything, to spending money, to to the way you organize your life, to like, I just wouldn't, I wouldn't be one to go on a night out that I, that I haven't planned. <laughs> I'm such so a loser. Vogue, Vogue will be the one <laughs> off her head, but still holding onto the lanyard. Quickly, <laughs> let's go to stage four, my favorite band's headline. <laughs> yeah, that is me. <laughs> I never go on a night planned out now. I don't plan a night ahead because I, it's always impulse for me. Because if I do plan a night out, then I'm edging down the wrong road before I start. So, yeah, if I'm in the mood, I'll go out. So I guess that's more impulsive. Um, yeah, I, I'm not a planner. Do you think it's a good thing? Like, the, there's a lot of positive aspects of impulsiveness because you hear sometimes when couples are arguing, they're like, you just say, you can't be impulsive. You can't be exciting. Like, I, I need to be the type of man that just goes to the airport and go, this is where we're going. Oh, that'll be fine when I don't have a PCR test or a correct ticket <laughs> or, a pack, or I packed a winter coat and we're going to the Maldives, you twat. How does that work? <laughs> yeah. Russell, I don't feel like you would be impulsive, though. You're, you've got, like... Maybe it's because of your lifestyle, like you tour so much, you're yeah, working so much that, that you don't really have the option to be as impulsive. But um, but what about the hedonistic side of it? It is nice now and again, isn't it, Vogue, to go, do you know what? You might have a night planned, but you just go with what happens next. A bit of hedonism doesn't hurt here. Yeah. I think as a, as a single man, I'm, I'm very impulsive. But if I was in a relationship, then it's something I would arrange. Yeah, you're 20% uh, less impulsive yeah. than aren't you, at least. Yeah, at least, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but... But that's that's for a different reason. It's just it's just so you can you know give your girl a good night out and stuff yeah. like that. But um, as far as a single guy's concerned, then yeah, impulse is the way forward. I suppose yeah. I suppose I just haven't been in that position for ages where I can I I have the like the joy of being impulsive and just like. But they're saying that like we're talking about a beat that I'll go to a beat in September and I'll just go wild for a while. Has your headphones gone away? Sorry, I've lost. Uh... Who the hell is that? Are you safe? Blink if you're okay. Who is that? <laughs> you were expecting that person to be there, weren't you, Wayne? I thought you were about to be taken then by like one of the fucking the, own, the owner of Pasha or something. That's me. That's, <laughs> that's my. That's, that's fucking Sergio yeah, Miguel Marquez, the Colombian owner of Pasha. Wayne's been taken while we watch. <laughs> Kagi, do you th- think men are, for whatever reason, more vocal with their curiosity? I don't, I'm not sure I do, having lived with more than one woman, having created a woman now, a girl. They seem to ask a shitload more questions. In fact, I think just to get, I mean, I'll just prove it. If Simon and me went to the pub now and three of his friends were there and three of mine and we got in at six in the morning and Lindsay was waiting in the hallway to go, say, what's happening with, <laughs> so what's happening with Simon's children? I probably would return, not being able to tell you his children's name, I would imagine. Uh, so, yeah, exactly. So is, is he happy? I don't know. Well, what about your mate Lee? He, he lost his job. Is he all right? I, I forgot about that. What about Martin? Because he had that health issue. I don't know. What the fuck? What the fuck did you talk about all night? Where well, is I'm it? Really, Kagi returned really to the hallway. Yeah, okay, it would be like, oh, here's my PowerPoint presentation of everything I learned about uh, Rebecca in the first portion of the evening. If we'd just like to go to slide two. I feel like women come back with a lot more data. <laughs> Well, I'm curious about what that's to do with if you guys would be able to kind of... Honest truth is, if, if you 
if Lindsay asked me that question, you know, what, why, why don't you ask? And the honest, brutal truth, I'm going to say it, guys, because a lot of you won't have the courage to say it, is it didn't occur to me when I was out because I genuinely wasn't interested. There we are. I've said it. I'll take the bullets for every other man. It's not because the banter was so good or the football was on or, you know, we were just having so much fun or we were dancing on the music. It just didn't occur to me. I probably should have asked how Dave's kids were and what's happening with Dave's redundancy package. I probably should have asked that, but I had a funny video on my phone of a goat being wanked off and we looked at that and then we just spent the night laughing. Well, that's the end of Man Baggage Best Of. The bulging baggage is emptied. There's loads of new episodes coming up. Keep tuned. Um, The guests are amazing. And that's thanks to my wonderful editor, Daisy. Thank you. No, I'm joking. My producer, Raymond. Uh, Bye. Hi. This is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc.,